Well, we're excited next week to start a series of studies called I Am, and we'll be studying those things that Jesus said, I am. And of course, because you and I are Christians connected to Christ, following Jesus, when he says, I am, you and I say, I am too. I'm one with him, and so it's going to be a powerful series of studies, and, and I hope that you will join in with us during that season. Now, today I want to bring a message that's near and dear to my heart. In fact, it's one of the two things that changed everything in my life. Most of you know my story. When I was 19 years old, I became a Christian in a drug rehab center. And Julius Young became my spiritual father, and Julius taught me one main thing, and that was how to renew my mind to the Word of God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the Bible says, you will find the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So Julius became my father, and he taught me how to renew my mind, leave my depressions, fears, anxieties, addictions, poverty, all of that behind. And then, not long after I met Julius, I met another man named Fred Price. Fred was a pastor in Los Angeles, had a great church, still a great church there. Fred's gone on to heaven, as has Julius. But Fred taught me how to use my faith, how to use faith in God's Word and find what God has for me to not be limited by this world, to not believe everything that the world is teaching me, but to believe what God is saying to me, use my faith. So those two men taught me two things, and I'm still living on it today. Really, I could answer every question that people ask me by one of those two things, renew your mind, use your faith. And that's how Wendy and I are celebrating over 40 years of marriage and healthy and strong and whole. Yesterday, we were out on our bicycles, rode for 25 miles, and we said, it's still working. It's still working. How do you do it? Renew your mind. Use your faith. Well, we could talk about a lot of other things, but those are the two big lessons in my life that those two men shared with me. I want to talk to you about using your faith. Most Christians want a convenient faith, but they don't want a faith of conviction. We live in a world, as Caleb mentioned earlier, we love the convenience. We don't even want to click twice. We just want one click and everything is done. We love convenience. Bring it to me. Give it to me is even better. I like it for free. So convenient. But the Bible teaches us a life of conviction. The thing is, when you're led by convenience, you have to go with what's popular. You have to do what everybody's doing. You have to be like the crowd and pop culture becomes important to you. When you have convictions, you stand for something that may be not popular. You'll fight for something that's important to you regardless of what other people may think. 
Do you have a faith of convenience or a faith of conviction? Faith is an amazing force, but most people see faith as passive, not aggressive. That's why many men don't come to church, because they think of church as a place where women should go. They see church as passive. You know, you go to church, you sing cute songs, you hold hands. Yeah, not into it. Many men. In fact, there was a book written, Why Men Hate Church. By the way, many women want to remove that masculinity from their husband by making him passive, and then they wonder why their relationship struggles. The fact of the matter is Jesus was a very strong and very aggressive man, and he did not teach a passive message. In fact, he taught a, an, an aggressive message. The Apostle Paul spoke of faith as a fight and the Christian life as wrestling against principalities and powers and standing against the works of the devil. Nothing passive about that. When you ask the average person about their faith, they'll say something like, oh yes, I, I, I have a wonderful faith. And if you were to say, what do you do with your faith? Oh, I, I have a deep, a deep faith. And, and what are you doing with your faith? You know, it's so deep. So deep, I, I couldn't even describe it. A passive faith is something we have with which we do nothing. Have you ever thought of faith as a force that will change your world? change your circumstances, change your finances, change your physical health, change your marriage? Do you see your faith as a force that will do something, or do you just have a passive faith? It's a personal thing. It's very deep. Jesus talked about faith in terms of moving mountains, healing the sick, providing finances, changing the world, and nothing would be impossible to those who use their faith. What kind of faith do you have? Most people see faith as a last resort. It's kind of an insurance policy, right? If you can't do anything about your problem, if you can't fix it, if you don't know somebody that can fix it, you've tried everything, maybe we should pray. And when you say stuff like that, someone around you says, oh my gosh, is it that bad? It's so bad, we have, all we have now is faith? We're in deep doo-doo. We're in trouble. Yeah, faith is not a last resort. In fact, if you would use your faith first, you would find God would do much more than what you've been doing to face the challenges of life. Most people don't know the difference between wishing and believing. I wish life was, I wish I could get that job. I wish I had, I wish I could do, I wish upon a star. What's the difference between I wish and I believe? I've told you before, the most powerful prayer that I ever heard was three words. 
I was with Dr. Cho in Seoul, Korea, pastors, pastors a church of a million members. Dr. Cho has more elders than we have congregants. Amazing leader, an amazing man. And we were preparing to go out to the service. We were sitting in the pastor's office and Dr. Cho prayed and he simply said, Lord, I believe. And there was silence in the room. And that prayer has never left me. Lord, I believe. Are you believing or are you wishing? Do you know the difference? Do you have that kind of faith? that believes no matter what? Most people don't know they can grow their faith. And faith is like a muscle that can be weak or strong, can be significant or insignificant. Have you grown your faith lately? Well, if we stopped folks as they're leaving church today and we said, how much has your faith grown in the last year? The average person would be like, what are you talking about? I have faith. But we don't grow our faith because we don't understand how to use our faith. In fact, Jesus said if your faith is growing like a seed, you can move the problems out of your life. But if your faith is not growing like a seed, even when you pray, nothing will happen. Isn't that something God actually taught us what would happen when we pray with faith and what would happen when we pray without faith. It's in the Bible. Let's learn how to use our faith. The fact is, most Christians believe pop culture more than they believe the Bible. I didn't say most people. I said most Christians. Christian people go along with popular culture. We believe what's said over and over and over by the media. We believe what's tweeted and what's Instagrammed and what's Facebooked and what's TikToked. We gain our beliefs about morality, about marriage, about sexuality, about finances, economy, and the future from what's said in the world. We don't even know what the Bible says. And yet faith only works when it's connected to what God said. Do you know what God said about marriage? Do you know what God said about sexuality? Do you know what he said about your money? Do you know what God says about your future? If you do, you can believe. You can use your faith. And you can experience what God has for you. But if you don't even know, all you can do is wish. And nothing really comes of that. Faith is a force. It's the most powerful force in the universe. The Bible said God used words and faith to create the world's. And the fact is, you're doing the same thing. You're using words and whatever you believe in to create your world. Now, if your world is good, praise the Lord. If your world is healthy, prosperous, happy, blessed, praise the Lord. It's working. 
But if your world is not what you want it to be, Jesus taught you how to change it, how to move the mountains, how to bring the favor of God, how to bring the healing and the prosperity and the blessing of God. All you have to do is use your faith. You don't have to be born in the right family. You don't have to be a certain nationality. It doesn't matter what is your color. That's why we are not judging humanity by nationalism or racialisms. We are judging based on our relationship with God. And if we will use our faith, nothing shall be impossible. Well, you say, Pastor, there's a lot of people against me irrelevant if God is for you. Who can be against you? Oh, you say, Pastor, I don't have a very good education. Many have already risen above that barrier, and you too can rise above that and walk by faith to experience the blessing of God in your life. I'm not saying we should avoid education, but I am saying I wouldn't trust it because there are many smart failures in our world. There are many educated doofuses in our world. There are many with more degrees than a thermometer, but can't make their marriage work, can't raise their children, can't pay their bills, and struggle with their anxieties. Who do you trust? What do you believe? Do you use the force of faith? Come on, Luke, use the force. I feel like Yoda. Luke, use the force. Jesus is speaking to you this morning. Bruh. That was Jesus. Jesus has an American accent. Bruh, use the force, man. You keep trying to drink yourself some peace. You keep trying to smoke yourself some peace. You keep trying to find some joy. You keep trying to get some fulfillment. You think another girlfriend, another experience in this world, another whatever it is is going to satisfy Use the force, bro. Find what God has for you. And if you've been thinking that Christianity is some kind of a passive, mystical, deep-in-your-heart kind of thing, realize that's not what we're talking about. That's religion. We're talking about the fight of faith, a spiritual life that is strong and aggressive and that takes hold of the promises of God and sees them come to pass in our lives. You can have that. You can live that. And it will change everything in your life. Look with me in Matthew chapter 11. Matthew 11 and verse 11. Assuredly, I say to you, Jesus, talking to us, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Now, notice Jesus, he's saying in the Old Testament, John the Baptist was the greatest. 
He announced the coming Messiah. He stood against the world. He died. He was beheaded for his faith. And Jesus said, he's the greatest. But in the New Testament, we're all greater than John the Baptist. What what does that mean? Our potential, our position in heaven, the things that God has promised us. John looked forward to what you have. In fact, every Old Testament prophet or priest looked forward to what we have in the New Testament. They were talking about the Messiah to come. We have him in our lives. They were talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit. We are baptized with the Holy Spirit. They were talking about the new covenant. We live in this new covenant. What are you doing with it? How are you using it? What part of your life is it running? Or have you stuck it away in some deep place where it's totally irrelevant to your everyday life? What a sad thing that most people think of God on Sunday and do their best to ignore him the rest of the week. Use the force, brah. Use your faith. Change your world. Now Jesus goes on in Matthew chapter 11, and he said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. I love that phrase, take it by force. Some people are kind of waiting for something good to happen. Jesus said, take it by force. Some people are wishing things would change. Jesus said, take it by force. He was talking about those days where the spirits were fighting against him. The devil was trying to destroy him. He was standing against evil, willing to die on a cross for all humanity. And Satan thought he had won and took the Lord to hell. But there, after three days and three nights, he was born again and rose from the dead and sent his spirit To all humanity, this is not a passive religion with a bunch of old people wearing dresses and looking weird. This is a strong spiritual life where men and women will use their faith and take it by force. Well, gee, Pastor, you need to chill. You should just chill a little bit, Pastor. Yeah, we'll chill tonight. But there better be times in your life when you have the spiritual guts to rise up and stare down the devil of poverty and the devil of cancer and the devil of divorce and the devil of anxieties and the devil of fear and say, no, you don't. Not in my house. I'm fighting the fight of faith and I'm taken by force the power that God has given to me. You see, if you have this mentality that Christians are weak and prayer is passive, you'll never use your faith. And so you'll never see what God could do. So Jesus said, let's take it by force. The Amplified Bible says, ardent zeal and intense exertion." I love that thought. That should describe how you pray, with ardent zeal and intense exertion. 
If you're praying, you know, like little kids' prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, what difference will it make? What? What the heck kind of prayer is that? What are you, some kind of Christmas card or something? Is your life some kind of poem for children who don't know anything about God? Never going to tell my child to pray. If I die before I wake, I pray to Lord my soul to take. That's the kind of stuff that messed up people's lives. You were taught this passive, weird thing that you thought was prayer. Okay, I'm not talking about you. I'm just ticked off at somebody out there. Whoever that is makes me mad. No, you say to your child, I will live. I will prosper. I will win in life. My mama loves me. My daddy loves me. I am living an abundant life. That's how my children pray. How do your children pray? If I die before I wake, I pray to Lord. See what I'm talking about. That's not us, church. If you come to the Christian faith center, you got to have level 10 faith just to get in the room. We don't want none of this if I die kind of faith. Let's be strong in the Lord. Let's know the word of the Lord. Let's pray the promise of the Lord. Let's believe and fight the fight of faith and see what God could do in our lives. Faith is the only unstoppable force in this world. Every other force will run out. Political forces, they run out. They come and they go. They're hot for a minute, and then they go away. People die. People get old. People change. Culture changes. Politicians change. But faith, faith is the only unstoppable force. Electricity runs out, right? Power goes out. What are you going to do? Right? If you live in California, you bought the electric car because they don't like gas, and now you can't charge your electric car because they're out of electricity. Crap. Finally got my Tesla. Now I can't plug it in. I'm going to go find me some gas. Every power in the world runs out. The powers that are in this natural, the economies, the finances, the U.S. dollar, it will all be limited. But the force of faith is unlimited. It'll stand every test of time. It'll go on and on and on for eternity. The force of faith will change your soul from death to life. The force of faith will drive sickness out of the physical body. The force of faith will attract prosperity. And the Bible said that God gives you power to get wealth. The force of faith will move mountains, Jesus said. When was the last time You used your faith. It's an unstoppable force. Look in Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Jesus said, have faith in God. In other words, it's a choice. 
Have faith in God. He wouldn't tell you to do it if you can't do it. Well, I wish I had faith, but I just don't have any faith, Pastor. You do have it. You've just never used it. You've never exercised it. You've never grown it. But you have faith. The Bible said to every man is given the measure of faith. So Jesus says, have faith in God. And then he said, assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. In other words, use your faith. How do you use your faith? You speak to the problems in your life. Well, I don't want to talk to them. I just want to talk about them. That's the natural way. That's popular. It's popular to talk about your mental health issues. It's popular to talk about how somebody mistreated you. It's popular to talk about how you've been hurt. It's popular. But Jesus said, no, don't talk about it. Talk to it. Talk to the pain. Pain, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I say, you, you really talk that way? Hell Yes. What do you do with pain? Give it a hug? You love your pain? Hang on to your pain? Share your pain? Let me tell you about my pain. It starts right here in my neck. I shoes down my back. Sometimes my whole leg goes numb. I can feel it all day long. What the heck? This is not a Nordstrom cell that you're trying to promote to others. And yet we love to talk about our problems. Jesus said, talk to them. Pain, get out of my body in the name of Jesus. And then, okay, I know some of you think this sounds weird. This is called faith. Find out what Jesus says about pain. The Bible said Jesus bore your pain. So I just remind the pain that Jesus already bore it. Pain, you have to go. Jesus bore my pain and carried my sickness, and with his stripes, I am healed. What does Jesus say about your children? He said they're like arrows in the hand of a mighty man. He said that you and your household will be saved. He said that his hand is upon their life, and he has a future for them. Do you ever say that? Thank you, Father, for your hand on my children. No evil shall come near them. No plague shall affect them. What are you trusting? What are you believing? Well, I don't know, Pastor, but I wish. You better have more than a wish and maybe a little bit more than a mask. Use your faith, man. Use your faith for your health, for your children, for your finances, for your future. See what Jesus said and say it. Speak to your problems. Don't talk about them. Don't tell everybody about your pains. Go to God. Trust God. Speak your faith and get healed. Then you can tell everybody about your healing. You tell everybody how God worked in your life. You tell everybody what God did for you. Rather than spreading the bad news, which is normal and popular, let's spread the good news. Rather than being darkness in our world, let's be the light of our world.
right? I've said this before, but it bears repeating. If you're on your Zoom call with all your office mates tomorrow, and you're doing your online meeting, and you said to them at the beginning of the meeting, man, I got a hangover. My head is hurting. I, I feel pain. I mean, I'm hurting from head to toe. Someone, someone send me an Elka-Seltzer. Half the people on your call would be like, amen, I feel you. I'm with you. But if you said on that same phone call, hey, guys, I want you to know the peace of God is guarding my heart and mind today. And the joy of the Lord seems to be rising up in me in a very amazing way. They would look at you like you are on LSD. Now, why if you share your pain, they all agree? But if you share your positive feelings, they think it's weird. Because this world is under a curse. Remember, the Bible's clear, Romans chapter 8. This world is under a curse. And if you're following what's popular and what's normal in the world, you live under that curse. But if you follow Jesus, he has redeemed you from the curse of the law that the blessing of Abraham might come on you. For this reason was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil and bring an abundant life. Believe it. Embrace it. Use your faith. Well, Pastor, I mean, I'm just not like you. I, I mean, I, okay, I guess not, because I'm prosperous. I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm old and still moving around. Well, I'm just not like you. Well, what are you? Sick, sad, sorry, dying, weak, poor? What the heck? Of course, we're all the same if we'll choose what God has for us. We can walk in the blessing of God. It, it, it's not for some lucky folks. Use your faith. Well, I just don't think it works. It's working. You get everything you say. You get everything you say. Your headache, your backache, your debt, your problem. You got laid off. I knew I was going to get laid off. I knew. I told you. Yes, you did. You are a prophet. It's working, but you're just not working it with God. So use your faith. Speak to those problems. Believe the promise. Trust God is working in your life. And you'll move in finances. You'll move in health. You'll move in joy and peace and prosperity in every realm of life. Faith is an unstoppable force. In Mark chapter 9, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Can you believe Jesus bore your sickness? Okay, let me ask you like this. Do you believe Jesus can take you to heaven? When you die, you're going to bury your body, your spirit and your soul going to heaven. You believe that? You call yourself a Christian? You believe you have eternal life? God so loved the world. Whoever believes will have eternal life. You believe that? God can get you to heaven, all right? Well, if you believe he can get you to heaven, which seems like a kind of significant thing, why couldn't you believe he could heal your cold? And if he can heal your cold, why couldn't he heal your backache? And if he could heal your backache, why couldn't he heal your cancer? 
right? And I believe God will bring medicines and bring exercises and bring foods and different diets, and he uses many things, but it's God's will that you be healed and whole and live a long life. It's God's will that you're so old, your kids are praying that you will die. Right? My kids are going to be praying that I would die so they can get all the inheritance. I wish Papa would die so I could get all his money. Yeah, but instead we're like, I ain't what I used to be. Once I turned 34, you know, everything went downhill. (laughs) Come on, man. If you believe that God can get you to heaven, then you can believe in healing. It's a choice. And hey, let's go here. If you believe God can get you to heaven, you think you're on your way to heaven, you have eternal life, why can't you believe that he could provide for you financially? I mean, if he can save your soul, he can't bring you some money? Mm, Now we're all up in your business. If you can use your faith and go to heaven, You can use your faith and get healed. You can use your faith and prosper. Many of you can't tithe because you don't trust God. Bottom line, you do not trust God. You're trusting your money more than you're trusting the Lord. And if he can get you to heaven, why can't you trust him for finances? I believe God could take a not very smart kid from Spanaway. I mean, I was so dumb, I ended up in jail. But God taught me how to renew my mind and use my faith, and I don't live in Spanaway anymore. <laughs> no offense if you do live in Spanaway. I love y'all, including my brother. I love you. I'm just saying, if you can use your faith, all things are possible. Now, Jesus rebuked the demon in a man's son, and the disciples had prayed for that. Is it 36 after? 1236? Is that clock right? Someone needs to stop that clock. Okay, I got to go. I got to go to one more scripture, and we're going to pray. One more scripture. I get all excited talking about faith because I know it works. I know it works. Fred Price took, picked me up from the airport. First time I was 24 years old, Fred Price picked me up at the airport in a black-on-black-on-black town car. A black man sitting in the black town car. He had to pick me up because I didn't have a credit card to buy to get a rental car, and I didn't know you needed a credit card to get a rental because I'd never been out of Spanaway. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the town car. Back then it was cool. Now it's probably not so cool, but I, I'm riding. I'm riding with Fred in the town car. I'm like, yo. Fred said, would you like to drive something like this? I said, heck yeah. But I grew up in Spanaway. We have pickup trucks and not new ones. And Fred said, I'll teach you how. 
I'll teach you how. A black man in Los Angeles picked me up from the airport and said, I'll teach you how. Use your faith, man. Use your faith. The last time I saw Fred, he passed away a few months ago, but one of the last times I saw Fred, he flew in on his Learjet. And Fred said to me, do you have a jet yet? I said, bro, I'm still working on the town car. <laughs> he said, you need, you need to get a jet. And this is what he said. You should believe for it. You should believe for it. Now, I don't have a jet because you'd all get offended and you'd stop coming to church. <laughs> Too many white people around here get, get offended about everything. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how I went there. I got totally off script. <laughs> I'm so passionate. Fred said, I'll teach you how. And look, it's, it's working. Use your faith. Romans chapter 10 says, if you will believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. Now, just do that for everything you need or want. Believe in your heart, say it with your mouth, you'll be healed. Believe in your heart, say it with your mouth, you'll begin to prosper. Believe in your heart, say it with your mouth, you'll overcome whatever traumas in your life. Believe it in your heart, say it with your mouth, and all things are possible to him that believes. Right? And now, I'm not saying it's going to happen quick. If you're looking for a get-rich-quick thing, try heroin. They tell me that's quick. But if you want the promises of God, you got to do it and live it and walk it and believe it today and tomorrow and next year and five years and ten years. But it will come to pass. If you want it quick, it's going to take a long time. But if you will stand a long time, it'll happen quick. I learned that from Fred Price, too. Use your faith. Use your faith. On purpose. Believe it. Say it. Change the circumstances. Change your future. All things are possible to him that believes. Now we're going to pray before we go. And I want to pray with you if you realize I've never said it with my mouth. Jesus is my Lord. The Bible said, if you'll say it, you'll be saved. A lot of people, well, I have a faith that's real deep. I can't even say it. It's so deep. No, it's in your heart and it's in your mouth. That's how faith works. Your confession is important. And if you've never been born of the Spirit or filled with the Holy Spirit or you're not sure where you are with God, let's pray right now. Let's get started. Let's go. And you'll begin to see what God has for you. Close your eyes with me. If you would say, Pastor, I need something new. I want something more in my spiritual life. Would you lift up a hand? I want to pray with you today for the first time or first time in a long time. Just lift up a hand. We're, we're going to just add you in prayer and add our faith to yours. Where are you? Say, yeah, 
I'm in. I, I, I got to get, get something going with God. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see hands all around the sanctuary. Good. Mill Creek, you reaching out? You reaching up? Come on. Let's go for it. And online friends, we want you to jump in on this prayer as well. Okay, put your hands down. Let's pray together. And church, be my prayer team. Let's say it out loud. Today, Father, I believe Jesus is Lord. I believe he died for me. He rose for me. My Savior, my healer, fill me with your spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.